Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. And to all you dads out there, I hope you just celebrated a great Father's Day. I know I did. Got to uh, got to wake up, went to hike Camelback Mountain here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And sadly, there was no parking anywhere to be found. It was about 5.30 in the morning. So that was a bit frustrating. So I, I didn't get to do that. But came back, chilled, walked my dogs, had a great time. Went out to breakfast with my wife and son. My oldest is back with his dad for the summer. So that's a bit unfortunate that I will always miss Father's Day with him. Um, but we did breakfast. Then I got a massage because my wife is a, a massage therapist. So did that, came back chilled, swam for an hour or two with the family, did that, relaxed, got some takeout food and just kind of had a nice relaxing evening. I was a little bit tired so I was in bed by probably eight o'clock with my son. But, you know, woke up, woke up happy, woke up energized, kicked the covers off, ready to attack my week. And uh, it, it's been pretty interesting. And, you know, it's funny, the, my, my podcast I did a few days ago, I talked about a professional setback. Well, that professional setback has, has righted itself. And it was, it was really cool. And I, I don't want to get into the, in, in, into the, to the details or, or any of the, the, you know, would-be drama associated with it, but what I will say is that it was, it was a very interesting leadership lesson. And as this started to play out, uh, obviously I, I, I had some, some, some butthurt. I had some lack of trust, you know, and, and, and thinking at the time that I, I would never be able to, to do this again or put myself in that situation again or work with those people or any of those things. And so I had done that, and when the conversation started to evolve over the, you know, the, the coming days after that point, I talked to people there. I was like, hey, you know, I, I, you know what's, what's, what's done is done, and it's, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. But, you know, I don't think there's anything that can be done to, to repair this, and, you know, we'll just move on and, and move, move forward. And to their absolute credit, uh, they, they took some amazing steps, like so, some amazing steps. And I was just humbled uh, that they would do, do such a thing and where I thought at the time, again, probably, um, I don't say overreacting a little bit, but, but again, still high emotions to where I thought that, you know, there's nothing that could be done to repair the, the, you know, break of trust. Sure enough, there, there was, and they came through in fine fashion. So, so really, really happy to, uh, to see that situation re- re- resolved and uh, lo- looking forward to the great collaboration that, that we're going to have moving forward. But, but what I want to talk about today is what I mentioned at the end of that podcast is why I think the phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, is complete and utter bullshit. Because what it comes down to is that's not a fair phrase. And that's a, that's a fair phrase, but only in the most juvenile of circumstances. One could even argue ignorant, right? Because while I truly believe you can't teach an an old dog new tricks, I think that's being applied, uh, like mass applied in a way that doesn't relate to anyone or anything. Because here's the deal. You can't teach an old dog new tricks because the old dog doesn't see the value in the new tricks or has gone through enough of its life to understand that the dog doesn't need to do those tricks to survive and or thrive. Because it, it, it isn't about that. 
It's not about whether or not you, you teach an old dog new tricks. It's whether you can teach an old dog something of value, something that's important. And because the phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks is out there, people apply that writ large. But here's the deal, an old dog will still adapt, thrive, and survive, i.e. they can still evolve. An old dog will still do what is necessary to evolve and survive, i.e. that old dog sees and understands the value understands the value of what is at play. That's the important thing here. Absolutely the important thing. And, you know, the, 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 the simple thing is like, if, if you look in, in today's generation is that, you know, uh, some of our older generation people, you know, like, like they, they don't do technology. They, they don't do any of those things. I think it's, I think that's crap. I know a lot of people like probably like my, my parents included who have iPads, who are on social media, you know, who, who, who play games, who read books, who have learned to do all these things in a digital age, right? Not because they were taught a new trick and this is some gag that they needed to learn, but they saw the value in it. And it wasn't about them learning a new trick. And they didn't have to stand there and roll over and do backflips. They had to do none of that. But they saw something that had value, that added value to their lives and they made the necessary adjustments for them, for what was meaningful to them. Now, you know, there's a, a myriad of, of different reasons for that, right? Perhaps some of it was, was business. But a lot of it is for where I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri, there's none of my father's side or my mother's side of the family there. So it could have been just as easy as they wanted to stay connected to our family members so they got on social media and they were able to buy the things that helped them stay connected to social media and see our family. People see value in that. They can apply that thought process to adjust, adapt, evolve, but it's not about learning a new trick. Not about learning a new, a new trick. And it's, it's very interesting because there's, and, I, and obviously, you know, growing up is, is di- different perspectives. And it was funny because I was at home yesterday afternoon and I was watching uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And, uh, you know, only two of the four Indiana Jones movies up until this point have been worth a shit. Uh, So Raiders of the Lost Ark and then Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. But Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, even when I was, gosh, probably 12, 13 years old, I saw that in in the, the theaters. And so... It was very interesting to watch, and I, I loved how that played out, loved everything about it. And at the time, I didn't think anything about it. But at the time, if you, you've seen the movie, Indiana Jones and his father, Dr. Henry Jones, played by Sean Connery, are uh, on a blimp, and they get ready to flee Germany. And they're, 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 they're on there, they're, they're flying, and they're sitting down, and they're in the little club car, or whatever you want to say for that. And they're sitting down and having a drink. And then Indiana Jones is like, yeah, Dad, you know, the last time you and I sat down and had a drink, I think he said he had a milkshake. And then he was complaining that his dad was never around and that he was a bad father. And 
his dad, Dr. Henry Jones, comes back. He's like, he goes, what are you talking about? I was a great father. He goes, I gave you independence. I gave you your privacy. I taught you self-reliance. And it was very interesting because they have two different views of how Indiana Jones was, was brought up. And it's very interesting because there's, there's a conversation about perspective to be had there. Absolutely. And I, I remember at the time thinking about that, at, at how sad that was, that Indy felt bad that he had a bad father. And at the time watching it, I felt bad that Sean Connery didn't even realize that he was a bad father. Now here it is some 30 years removed from seeing that movie for the first time. And I, I, I look at those things and I don't necessarily feel bad for Henry Jones, but I, I just think what a, what a weird opportunity to be missed. I don't think that he was a bad father. I think that he was doing what he could with what he had at that time, regardless of the circumstances and whether he wanted to or not, as you've heard me say many times throughout my podcast. But they never had a conversation about it. And here it was all these years later that they were just now sitting down to have a drink. And Indiana had all this pent-up frustration and hurt about what an absentee father his dad was. And, and how... Huh, I guess ignorant is the, the best way to say it. Ignorant, Henry Jones was, to understand that he had hurt his son. And I think about that for, for my parenting steps. Is that, you know, am I, am I doing some of these things? Now with my 13-year-old Noah, I have suffered that fate a little bit. He and I are two different personalities. Uh, now he's a, a teenager. And so all you parents of teenagers, past or present, know, know what goes with that type of attitude and engagement with your parents but I'm I'm working on that and now that I'm home full-time having spent the last two years apart from my family I'm cognizant of that that from his perspective I've been an absentee father and I don't want to do that again that's why I decided to retire from the Air Force because I didn't want to be an absentee father you know regardless of the reasons I was doing it and whether I felt I was justified to take those actions for those reasons, I was starting to see that my sons would have a different perspective. And so in my case, my case specifically, life was able to teach an old dog new tricks. Not because I was interested in learning a new trick or needed to learn a new trick or learning a new trick would make me cool. But I know that I needed to change. And more specifically, I needed to evolve. I needed to, again, using my cape concepts, right? I needed to care about being a father. I needed to align myself to make sure that I was acting appropriately for those cares. And then I needed to get some outside perspective, i.e. my 13-year-old's perspective. I needed to hear what Noah thought of me and the job that I'd done as a parent. And, and, and good on Noah. And he's like, he's like, Tim, he's like, you haven't been a bad, you haven't been a bad stepfather. N- not at all. He's like, you just haven't been around. And quite honestly, I thought that was a very, very mature way of understanding the, the situation. And while I could appreciate his honesty, it absolutely still hurt. You know, 
for that, that 13 year old to know that, that, you know, I've been gone. So he has two dads, his dad who lives in Las Vegas, Nevada, and then his stepdad, me, is that he doesn't live with his dad and his stepdad was gone all the time. So that's very unfortunate to do to a young boy. But I've learned, I've grown, I've adapted, I'm evolving. And I know that I have about five years left with him, but these could be five good, fruitful, productive years because I see the value in learning a new trick. I see the value in adjusting my behavior. I see the value in evolving and finally becoming the father I've always wanted to be. So I wanted to, to, to throw that out there today. Is that how many times have you stopped at something because you've heard, used, or thought of the phrase, oh, man, you can't teach an old dog new, new tricks. That is crap. Because you can teach anyone anything and they can buy into it as long as they see or heaven forbid, feel the value in it. If you can get them to feel the value in it, this is gonna be very, very easy. Getting them to see it, good. Getting them to feel the value, great. And I think we can do that for either our families, our friends, our teams, any of that stuff. But please, think, think twice before you just kind of dismiss something with, well, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Because I think you can, as long as you understand that A, it's not a trick, and then B, people can understand or learn anything as long as they see or feel the value in it. So what about you? Have you used that phrase before? I know I've used it plenty of times. And I've just, and again, because I've heard and used that phrase before, I just, I was able to casually dismiss a lot of stuff like, oh, this isn't a fight worth fighting. Oh, this isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna change. No, no, no. Things can change, people can change. But I never thought about what I could do to understand the value in it. To get people to see the value, to get them to feel the value for whatever this air quote change is going to be. So moving forward, does this make you think about that phrase a little bit differently? Does this make you think about an application of leadership of getting people to buy in to wherever you're going with it? And again, if, if we're going to care about something, as I talked about in the last podcast with Stomp, right? If we're going to care, I want you to think about five levels of care about yourself, team, organization, mission, and then coming back around to performance, right? Some of this, to some of your air quotes here, older people inside your organization, you're like, oh my gosh, can't teach an old dog new tricks. They are not going to like this. They are not going to do this. I'd be willing to bet and guarantee that they can, and they will, as long as you are able to efficiently and effectively communicate why this is important and why these are necessary steps. That's what it's about. So think about it. Let me know uh, Let me know what your thoughts are and we can continue to talk about this. Have you used this recently? Have you, you know, thought of that phrase and dismissed things or people j- just like I have? Or have you, like myself, come to the conclusion that that's an unfair phrase and probably an unrealistic phrase if we're really focusing on being leaders and we can get people to find success? So anyway, let, let me know, hit me up, email me, chachi at capelead.com on Instagram at Chachi Pachesa on Twitter at Tim Pachesa. Leave a message for me on the Cape Lead Facebook page. And 
This is Chachi. Again, wishing all those dads out there. Hope you had a great Father's Day weekend. And this is me reminding you to educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll catch you next time here on the Cape Lead Revolution. Chachi out.